Hey everyone, you're watching Split Decision on Lit Sports Online. We've got a preview episode today. It's going to be Overeem versus Rosenstroik for UFC Washington DC. It's going to be on ESPN and we're going to go through the main card fights. Uh, first we want to discuss uh, the first fight on the card, Cody Stamen versus Song Yadong. There's some up-and-comers in the bantamweight division and how do you see this one playing out? I'm not sure he's going to win. I just am really excited about Song Yadong. He's uh, a guy who came out of uh, Sancho and Sanda, so they're ch the Chinese kickboxing. I'm really excited that we're starting to see Chinese martial artists make it into the UFC and have some success. Uh, the, the the most notable one being uh, Zhang Weili, the current uh, straw women's strawweight champion, uh, who's about to fight Yoni and Jacek, which is super exciting. But uh, he's an, an exciting guy to watch. His striking style is, is really good. He's, he's got a lot of power in his hands, a lot of finishing power, but he has a slightly different style than your typical kind of American or Dutch kickboxing or Muay Thai fighter or boxing fighter. Uh, and he's going up against Cody Stamen, who is a great wrestling background, and he started boxing when he was 16, so it's kind of like a almost like a traditional American martial arts guy versus a traditional Chinese martial arts guy. So it's an interesting fight. And both guys are just trying to make a name for themselves in the division, bust into that top 15, you know, get a number next to their name and try to move up the weight class. <clears throat> well, that's, one could say that's what mixed martial arts is all about, seeing two different fighting styles going up against each other. And yeah. have to see what uh, who wins out this one. Yep. And then next on the card, we have Aspen Ladd going up against Yana Kunitskaya. Uh, this should be a real interesting fight. Uh, what, do you, what can you tell us about these two fighters? So Ladd was a pretty highly touted prospect, and they threw her in against a bigger name in the division in Jermaine Durandame, who is a former champion, uh, a weight class up, who vacated her belt after she didn't want to fight Cyborg. <clears throat> I mean, understandably so. But... Lad lost by KO in her uh, fight against Arandame, and now she's coming back against Kuniskaya, who I think only has also only has one loss in the UFC, and I believe it's to Chris Cyborg. So it's Lad has a a, a decent striking game, uh, and she's got a good takedown game and good top control. She has a you know submission win. She has a couple TKO wins from ground and pound. If if she can get the fight close and get a takedown and take Kunitskaya down and land some big shots, she could potentially finish the fight from there. Uh, it's not something she's, you know, unfamiliar with. And Kunitskaya comes from, uh, like, a Taekwondo and kind of traditional martial arts and kickboxing background. So, to me, it's a question of, is Kunitskaya going to be able to keep it at range where she holds the edge and, you know, a little better footwork, a little better movement, striking from the outside, versus Ladd, who's a little more power in her hands and a great takedown and top control and ground and pound game. So I, I'm not sure which way it's going to go. I want to lean towards Aspen though, just because I like her, but we'll see, you know. And then the next fight on the card is Stefan Struve going up against Ben Rothwell. Uh, Struve, of course, being on the verge of retirement, he's, he's up there in years, but uh, how's this fight going to look, do you think? I think it's going to be bad for Stefan Struve, unfortunately. He retired after his last fight and then decided not to retire and 
had some heart issues and things over the years, and he's taken a lot of damage. He had his jaw completely shattered by Mark Hunt, and he just never quite... He's, he's so physically crazy. Like, dude's seven feet tall. He could... Like, his reach is crazy, but he just never quite developed a style where he truly took advantage of that. Like he, like he could, you know, he could if he got good enough at distance control and developed a really good jab and, you know, front kicks, which he does use to control the distance a bit, but really it's his boxing game that leaves a little to be desired, and he never quite utilized as well as he could. And he's going in there against Rothwell, a guy who his game is kind of to put pressure on you and land that big shot inside. He's just a giant dude. And he has a ton of power in his hands, as most heavyweights do. But if Struve isn't able to keep Rothwell at the end of his kicks and strike from the outside and maybe get a takedown, because Struve has a phenomenal submission game. his He's a, a wizard on the ground. But if Rothwell is able to close the distance and Struve doesn't get a takedown and Rothwell lands that big shot on the inside, I think it's a bad night for Stefan Struve. So you see this as a bit of a mismatch fight then? Uh, not necessarily mismatch. You just don't... like. Stefan Struve is so inconsistent. Sometimes he goes out and he looks amazing. And then other times he goes out and he gets knocked out by somebody that you wouldn't expect or, you know, his just doesn't look great. And so I'm never I'm always kind of worried and particularly the fact that he retired and then came back out of retirement immediately. Like when a guy is kind of on the edge of should I be not fighting anymore or should I still be fighting? It's not a good place to be mentally typically and they're don't perform well, but we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Rothwell's also way up there in years and was had a suspension recently for PEDs and things, so neither guy's a spring chicken. I don't think either one of them is contending for a title, but who knows? I mean, Rothwell has the potential to do a, make it a really bad night for Struve. The next fight on the card is Marina Rodriguez versus Cynthia Calvillo. And, uh, I mean, what can you tell us about these two women going at it in this one? So, Rodriguez is an, a kind of up-and-coming prospect. She's undefeated thus far. She has one draw on her record. But she is just kind of making her way up the division. And, you know, her, her last fight was against Tisha Torres. Uh, her, I think her debut fight was against Random Marcos. Uh, I think she fought Alexa Grasso, but she, so some good names and good strikers and good fighters, but she's never quite faced anybody like Cynthia Calvillo, and Calvillo only has one loss to Carla Esparza, which, you know, former champ, so it's not a big deal to lose to Carla Esparza, but Calvillo just has a game that might give Rodriguez some trouble. Rodriguez isn't easy to take down, but if Calvillo gets the takedown, I think it's I think it's game over for Rodriguez. Calvillo is uh, used to train for uh, under Alpha Male with Uriah Faber and all those guys, and they all have phenomenal wrestling games and good takedown games and good top control and ground and pound and good submission games. So I think it's it's one of those fights where if Rodriguez is able to keep it standing, her fight to win. If Calvillo is able to close the distance and get the takedown, her fight to win. Just a question of which which lady can implement their game plan more and who is able to control the distance. And so this is a fight where you have two fighters collectively with just one professional loss between them, right? Yeah. 
So these types of fights, uh, I, I really enjoy when you, you have these two fighters with really great records going at it, and only one of them come out with the win, and one of them's got to take the loss. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because Rodriguez is a kind of newer contender in the division, and Calvillo is somebody who there was a lot of hype behind until she had that loss to Esparza. So she was like used to be in the position that, that Rodriguez is in right now, you know? So it's it's kind of fun to see if... if Calvillo is able to right the ship and make her way towards the top of the division. If she takes out this up-and-comer, then chances are after this she's in going to fight top five, you know, probably, and be either her next fight or the fight after will be a number one contender fight, get a title shot soon for either one. And so that brings us to the main event of the night, Alistair Overeem versus Jarzinho Rosenstroik, and I remember one of our previous videos we were talking about Rosenstroik, so he's really come out of nowhere, hasn't he? Now he's a main eventer? Yeah, he jumped on an opportunity. You know, it's every once in a while uh, a big fight with a big name goes, you know, has an opening. This one um, due to very unfortunate circumstances with Walt Harris, who was supposed to fight over him. His daughter was unfortunately kidnapped and uh, found, the body was found a few weeks later. Uh, very sad to hear, and you know, thoughts I guess go out to his family. But Rosenstroke jumped on the opportunity. You know, it's not every day that a newer guy who hasn't had a ton of fights in the UFC gets the opportunity to fight somebody like Alistair Overeem. Overeem holds multiple kickboxing championships. He holds multiple MMA organization championships. He is a legend of the sport. One of the best strikers to ever grace the heavyweight division for sure <clears throat> has a great striking game really varied his knees are incredibly vicious in the clinch he has power in his hands he has power in his kicks he kicked Brock Lesnar so hard in the stomach that Lesnar folded and gave up and so he's no walk in the park and he has rightfully earned his legendary status right but he's coming up again in the, you know his career against a young up-and-coming guy in the heavyweight division who has a lot of finishes on his record lately. And Rosenstroik has a good striking game. You know, he doesn't doesn't have the pedigree that Overeem has by any means. Doesn't, I think, have the same striking game. But if, if, if the saying is true that everybody has a puncher's chance, it's no more, or, you know, there's no scenario where it's more true than this scenario in the heavyweight division, where Rosenstroik... And it's not even that bad. You know, Rosenstroke isn't that bad of a striker that you would say, oh, he's got a puncher's chance. Like, he's a good striking game. He's going to land shots on Overeem. Well, and he's got youth on his side, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's way younger. Overeem has been knocked out in a few of his recent fights. So he's got a lot of miles on his chin and a lot of miles on his body. So he's not as quick as he used to be. He's not as fast. And he doesn't have his, you know, his footwork isn't as great. He's... His, his reaction time isn't as good, so he, he's just as crafty as ever, you know? Like, that's the, the kind of trade-off in the fight game is youth, the ability to bounce back, and your speed and your athleticism is slowly traded for your knowledge and experience and skills. So Overeem is as good a striker as you can ask to be, but Rosenstroik has that edge. He's quicker his reaction is going to be quicker he's more power in his hands so he very well could land that shot on Overeem he's gonna land shots it's just a question of if he can land that big one before Overeem can do the same and if Overeem decides to close the distance 
Those knees in the clinch are nasty, and Overeem for sure has an advantage on the ground. We've seen Overeem put guys out of there with ground and pound. He's got submissions on his record. So if he's able to, if Rosenstrick lands the big shot and doesn't put Overeem out, and then Overeem decides to take the fight to the ground, uh, it's a bad night for Rosenstrick to end up underneath Overeem. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be a hell of a fight, though. And, uh, you know, I actually think Rosenstroik has a good shot in this one. You know, given his youth and the, his power, I think he's got a good shot. I think so, too. I think it's... The, 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 the big variable for me is what game plan does Overeem take? Does he go in there and say, I'm aware of this kid's power, I'm going to go for the takedown? Or does he say, this kid doesn't belong in here with me, I'm going to prove a point? and strike with him and then get caught. Who knows? He could also strike with him and just outpoint him and completely outclass him. He's that good of a striker. But if I hope it stays on the feet, and it would be real interesting if, if Rosenstruck is able to land one of those shots that kind of changes over his mind about what he was doing. So there you have it, a real interesting card uh, here in Washington, D.C., uh, where we're not far from. So wow. it's going to be interesting seeing this one on ESPN. So make sure to stay tuned for that and uh, like and subscribe. Uh, we, we also have a podcast going now. So whether you're watching us on YouTube or checking out our podcast and listening to us that way, uh, we have our content out there all over. So uh, stay tuned for, for more videos and more podcasts. Hold. Good. Well done, guys. <clears throat>